Highfields, interviews of Iron Hills Championship Wrestling Strong Style Champ, Fawn Watson was stacking. Hey guys, welcome to Minefields. My name is Joshua Michael. Got my buddy Tom right here. What's up? Mr. Von Lawson. Thank you for your time, How you doing? This uh this belt is pretty cherry, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love looking at it. I'm happy about it, to be honest. <laughs> now earlier you were telling me about the we were we were talking about because we're right now we're we're having a drink and eating. What's the place called? Oh, this is Mother Muffs. Mother Muffs. Mother Muffs. Amazing food. Awesome service. Great place. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. absolutely fantastic. If you're ever in old Colorado City and Colorado Springs, check it out. How do you feel about having a belt? Um, I mean, it's the world to me. It's a childhood dream come true, truly. I mean, it's... It's just, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to put into words, truly. <laughs> like, it's literally a dream come true. What was going through your head when you got it, when they finally handed it to you, when you got that one, two, three? Um, I mean, there was a lot going through my head at that point in time, but all I could think about was just, like, more or less thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to, like, actually show what I can do. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to make this something that you know, is prestigious and can be held up with confidence and that people want in this state. And, I mean, that's the main goal with every belt. <laughs> How long were you uh, wrestling before they put you over? Um, probably right around a year or so, or at least training-wise. Somewhere around in there. Who were you going, who were you going up against for it? Uh, I was going uh, against Manny Lins for it. How long did the match go for? Uh, I'm not quite sure off the top of my head, but um, I think it was right around like 12 to 15 minutes. Around there. He picked you, right? Hmm? He picked you? Hmm. Or did someone else pick you? Chewy picked me. Chewy picked you. All right. Yeah, All right. All right. That's cool. How'd you guys plan the match? Uh, it was more or less just, I mean, I mean, more cold than anything else. You guys did it just fresh in the ring? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of walk and talk. Amazing. How'd you finish him? Uh, ankle lock. That's how I finish just about everybody in the state. <laughs> Is that your favorite? Uh, I'm, I've been working on a few things that I want to start using. Um, but that's just what I've been using mostly right now. Anything you can tell us that you're working on at the moment? Uh, I want to keep it just to myself. Cool. <laughs> keep yeah. it a surprise. Oh yeah. Why the, ankle, why the ankle lock, though? Um, I mean, it was kind of chosen for me, it truly was, but I mean, it just fits my style, which is truly me, I mean, like I said, and I told you guys earlier, when we weren't on the podcast, uh, when we were talking outside, that, I mean, I've been wrestling since I was three years old, like, amateur style, everything like that, all the way up until sophomore year of college, I mean, amateur for life, yeah, I mean, that shoot style just fits me completely to a T, to where... I mean, that is me. <laughs> How'd you get into wrestling? Uh, I mean, professional wrestling got me into amateur wrestling. I remember growing up watching it. Um, some of my favorite memories are with my family watching all the old WCW and WWE pay-per-views. This guy's a have, huge WCW. Have movie. random block parties where, you know, every, like 15 families would show up with their yep. kids. Everyone would show up with their classic professional wrestler, like action figures. And everybody would hang out with the ring or, like, you know, your own little plastic yeah. ring. And the kids would play while the wrestling happened. Oh, yeah. And um, I'll never forget those times. And 
that's what brought me into it because, I mean, I saw an ad for Wrestling Club when I was younger, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's that's wrestling. I want to do that. And I told my parents about it, showed up, and I was like, where, you know, where are the ropes? <laughs> and uh, uh, they were like, there's no ropes, but uh, this is what it is. And um, I still got to throw people around, still got to do some stuff, and um, fell in love with it, truly. And... I mean, still do to this day. I'll never forget it. It was some of the best times in my life were on the mat in amateur wrestling. Hell yeah. Who was your guy? Growing up? Um, shoot. Growing up, it was uh, mostly Dean Malenko, truly. What? Yes. No. Dean Malenko was my man. Can I get a high five? Dean Malenko and Lance Storm. I love that, Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Dean Malenko and Lance Storm. Those two guys, I mean, they were absolute professions and gods. technicians. The I best mean, wrestlers in crisp, the business. So crisp in everything they did. Every movement was fluid. Everything looked perfect. I mean, one thing everyone will say about Lance Storm is Lance Storm has, you know, the personality of this chair. I'm sitting if you'd in. be serious for a minute. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, he is like, that is someone that you will never see do something bad in a wrestling room. And uh, he takes good care of people. That's what, yeah, he takes good care of people. He takes good care of himself, and everything looks great in the meantime, and he makes everything look like a million bucks. And, um,. I mean, those are the two people I try to aspire to be, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> and um, who I want to be in this business, or who I try to be. That's amazing. Did you see when uh, Landstorm was ref in the uh, cage versus uh, Johnny Mundo. Uh, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact? Yeah. Oh, uh, we, we, we slaved over that, because I don't think that would have happened if Landstorm had not been refing that. I think any other the ref injury. would have thrown the X up. But I think that Johnny, like, the, what made that so important to me was how well Johnny took care of, uh, of Brian. Oh, yeah. Because he knew it was his spot, and then if they blow this, it's done. Yeah. It, it's done. and you, you Match just, is over. Yeah. You, like, well, there's nothing you can do. It, you can't come back from it. No, and it's going to be months before he even gets that shot again. And you mm-hmm. see Johnny talk to talk to, uh, to to Lance, and, like, Lance gives him that look, like, all right. If you, if, yeah, I mean, if you think you guys can pull it off, by all means. And, um, I mean, that comes from a wrestler's perspective because most people would be like protect our asset right protect our money maker you know like and I mean no 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 this is his shot this is his moment let's get him let's we don't need the ass yeah let's give it to him yeah let's freaking give it to him and I mean like that's something that you don't see a lot in this business truly or at least when an injury is involved. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any other ref would have. I think every any other ref would have thrown the X up, wouldn't have risked it. But Lance knew that if the boys know what they're doing. The boys know what they're doing. Exactly. And, and we're gonna let them wrestle. They're good. They're good. We can't we can't blow this for for James, yeah. man, because he'd been working so hard. I mean, he barely even got record. I mean, he was one of my favorites in Lucha Underground. Oh yeah. But he didn't. I mean, what did he? He got the gauntlet. That, but he had some crazy matches where he. Kick people's faces through bricks. Yeah. But, yeah. but he wasn't, they weren't putting them over the way they no. were putting Pentagon or, or anyone that wasn't uh, Mexicano, which is fine. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, what, that's it was, what it was built that, for. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was built was, for that. Yeah. I mean, not crying. No, hey, you can't cry about it because everybody, I mean, and I personally don't know Brian Cage. I've never met him. I would love to meet him, but like, uh, I mean, everyone knows their spot and knows their place in whatever company they're working in and what they want to use you for. And, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, yes, sir, and shove it down. <laughs> yep. But um, how, did, how have you worked with that? 
when you've had to encounter that on your own? I'm just happy to be here. Like, I love this business enough to that, like, you know, anybody, anything just about that anybody or any company that I truly want to work for and truly respect that they ask me to do, I'll probably do. Like, it does not bother me. I'll bleed. Um, you know, I'll do whatever you want. Like, Do they ask for, for color um, in the indies here? Not for me. It but just they happens. Will. Oh, it just happens. <laughs> yeah, it just happens for me. I mean, I believe like a stuck pig nine times out of ten. But Would you um, wrestle for free? No. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm getting to that point where I feel like I shouldn't have to. I mean, right. especially with this around my waist now. Like, yeah. Wrestling for free is something that I feel like definitely when you're a trainee and you're coming up in this business, you're going to have to do. Yeah, you're going to have to do it. But, like... I feel like I'm getting to a point where, I mean, I need to actually start sitting down and looking at, like, these are my rates. And, you know, because I know people that have lists that, you know, like, if you want me to do this, it's this much. If you want me to do this, it's this much. And um, I feel like I need to start actually, like, I need to step back, reevaluate my own, like, what I look at myself as value, like, my own value. And um, maybe come up with something like that, or at least along those lines, to where, you know, like... This is what I need to show up. Like, so there's not just a flat rate. There's a there's a rate I, if you want to do this, this, or that. Yes, but there also are companies where I don't care. I'll do whatever I whatever they want. Like, right. I mean, for example, Iron Hills. Like, they could ask me to go out there and crucify myself, and I probably would. Dude, Randy's awesome. I do. Yeah, it yeah, Randy. I mean, like that whole entire company. Everybody in that company, I absolutely love. But um, but I mean, there's also other companies in this state and around that, like, you know. I I need something like right. like it's not like I need you to get me there and also a little something to make it worth my time. Yeah, it's give because, and take. I mean, yeah, it's give and take. It definitely You're not is. an average wrestler at this point. You know, you got value, so I feel like I do yeah. have value, and I need to value myself at that point. Yeah. If you don't value me, then why why should I show up and you know put my body on the line for you? Absolutely. But also vice versa. If you don't value yourself, then I'm not going to value you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're going to just, you know, say, like, yeah, dude, whatever you want, I don't care, blah, 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 um, then, yeah, like, you're going to have people take advantage of you. And this is a business where some people do take advantage of you. Well, I mean, that's just that's just in the, that's between right. the pages. That's that's the glue yeah. that holds the book together in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a, not that it's an okay thing, but it's something you have to accept if you want to even be a wrestler. You know oh, you're going to have to deal with I mean, it's with, happened to me, but it's only happened once, and I'll never let it happen again. What happened? Uh, I really don't want to talk about that. Um, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna bury another promotion or anything of that sort. By any means, didn't work out. um, It didn't work out. I like. I kind of work on the Colt Cabana rule. I work for anybody once. Like I work for anybody once, but um, I will like if you didn't treat me well, if you give me what, if you didn't give me what I thought I was owed or anything of that sort, I won't show up again. And I'll make sure to like whatever you were doing to get somebody else in there to where if I liked what I was doing actually, I just didn't like the promotion. I will get somebody else in there to where I can still work that. You know what I mean? Well, well, obviously you like Iron Hills. We're staring at the boat right now. What is it that they do that's so good? Um, From 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 the boys' perspective, they value me. Every person in the upper echelon there values me, what I do, what I can offer to them, what I'm trying to do, where I'm going, they just, they value me, and, um, there's no better feeling than that, 
there's no better feeling than being valued. You made yourself valuable. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I guess so, but I mean, at the same point in time, it's not like I was trying to. It was just more or less like, I will, you know, I mean, you got to put in the work. And that's all I really want to do is just, I want my work to show for itself. And if, I mean, if you want to put me over in the meantime while I'm working, by all means, like, even better for me. But, like, as long as my work is showing my worth, like, that's all that matters in my opinion. When uh, when we did uh, the interview with Achilles uh, two weeks ago, we were outside smoking a cigarette, and uh, he's he just starts shooting, telling we just start talking about what what it is about wrestling that we love and what made us cry, and he's like, dude, you know what I'm about, you know when you uh, know I'm about to do my frog splash spark, is when I look up and I say hi to Eddie, and I'm like, you motherfucker, why didn't you say that when we were on fucking camera and, and when we were recording? And I was like, that's one of the most beautiful things I've oh, ever yeah. heard in I my life. Every single wrestler, but every single time he does that. But I mean, that man, man, he was the first person to hug me when I won this, and he was bawling. He was in tears. Like I mean, and it was it caught me off guard because I mean. Like, we're incredibly close, but we haven't known each other that long. But, like, I mean, he, he was he was a sobbing mess when he came up to me and he hugged me about it. And, I mean, it was it was so powerful. And, I mean, that dude is a literal brother until the end. I'll never forget that man in any way, shape, or form. He'll always be there for me. I'll always be there for him. We're connected at the freaking hip. I mean, he's my real buddy. <laughs> Hell yeah. When, when I first met this guy and he, he just flat out said we were drinking one night, he's like, wrestling saved my life. That's when I knew that this was going to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's something that people don't understand when they see people crying. Uh, you, you see grown, like, whether if it was a, something good happened or bad happened, they don't understand the, the emotional value or, or how important it is to us watching literal superheroes or even just indie superheroes. Yeah. Uh, do what they gotta do. You mm-hmm. see little kids like getting like screaming at these guys. Oh, yeah. oh I love There's that. There's nothing more powerful to me than when a little kid comes up to me and asks me for a photo. I mean, it is the most beautiful thing in the world. I love it every single time. It'll never get old. I swear to it to this day. <laughs> like, that'll never lose its appeal or, you know, lose that stigma of just being, wow, this is so powerful. This person believes in me to that point or you know just I mean just wants to be like hey can I be close to you for one second can I capture like can I capture it how do you how do you feel when like adult fans come to you I mean like it, is it is it the same feeling when you meet a, a child obviously not it but, but... It, it definitely is but it isn't at the same time I mean um, with, an, with a child fan there's still that like you know that uh, mysticism to wrestling or that, you know... Not just kayfabe. Yeah, not just kayfabe. Uh, with an adult wrestler, it... I will say with a child wrestler, it's more um, impactful in the sense that, you know, they look up to you. In an adult fan, it's more impactful in the sense that they respect your craft and what you're doing. Because they know... I mean, it's all about suspending belief for however long you're in there. Yes. Because every single fan that you really want to get over to that has the money that you know you want to spend on you and everything of that sort. Right. Um, they're older and they know it's fake or not fake but scripted. Planned. But um TV shows are yes. fake yeah. but they're also planned. Yeah. Or scripted. Um, but like it uh it isn't you know they know that um 
there is a definite outcome that both people in there know about. But like you have to spin that belief for however long you're in there. And that is the main thing that you try to do. And if you do well, they're going to tell you. And that's all that matters right at did, that point. How did you feel when you found out wrestling wasn't real? Um, did you even give a shit? Because I sure as hell didn't. I didn't give a shit because, I mean, at that point in time, like, I've already been, like, real wrestling for so you know it's real. at least four or five years. Like, I was doing the real shit before, like, I knew that the other shit was totally fake. So, like, and I mean, I would see stuff that was just, like, where, you know, I would do stuff. And it, perfect example is there's a lot of instances in professional wrestling where there's kind of, like, a pause or whatever. And, or spots where, you know, it's just like in amateur wrestling, it's like, I just grab his fucking leg. I just grab his fucking leg and do this, or something like that. And, um, like, those were the instances where I started looking at, when I started looking at professional wrestling as an amateur wrestler, that's when I started noticing the discrepancies, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And, um, actually, like, you know, noticed that it wasn't totally real. But at the same point in time, since I was being thrown around at that young age and everything of that sort, and I was throwing people around, I knew that some of the stuff that they were doing was 100% real. Can't and that, fake like, it all. yeah, you can't fake it all. Like, that that hurts. <laughs> like, there's no way that that doesn't hurt. <laughs> I don't care what you say. So, I mean, it wasn't like, I knew that some of the stuff, like, had to be planned, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, like, obviously, some of it was still real to me at that point. Hell yeah. Still real to me. I know it's a joke, but oh, it's no, real. Man, it's true. Is, is Game of Thrones fake? Like, it's a show. It's not fake. It's a <laughs> fucking show. Yeah, but except but, you don't have actors doing your shit for you. Yeah. Actual real people doing the, doing the job. Yeah. How do you feel about the current state of affairs when it comes to the fact that the indie wrestling scene is absolutely blowing up right now, where people can actually... It's great, but also at the same time, the indie scene is starting to get, like... Saturated? I wouldn't say saturated, because we have AEW and WWE trying... I mean, we have a power struggle, truly, or also a power grab, whatever you want to call it. And it's a lot of um, indie talent getting picked up by either WWE or AEW to block the other one from getting them. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, I mean, it's mostly from WWE. Right. And, I mean, it's them, like, I mean, the perfect instance of that is why the hell is WWE trying to pick up Joey Ryan? Someone they would never use on never television use. in any way, shape, or form. Completely. Who is beautiful in what he does and what his gimmick is and everything that he does is freaking gold. They wouldn't touch it. He's, but they he wouldn't touch it. He founded Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Bar Wrestling. PWG is my gold. Oh, that's one of my favorite things. Pro Wrestling Gorilla is all I all I think about. It's really like Bola is my life. Like I did. Like that's my bucket list within the next two years making it Bola. Like, that's all I want. Watching uh, Will Ospreay stun a guy that got thrown 10 feet in the air off the top rope. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't even know whether to pull my dick out and start jerking it off is. or just or, or write it down that this was an important moment in my life. <laughs> I mean, it was more like, like, for me, PWG is just like, it is the most intimate thing in professional wrestling right now. You literally do not have a ringside. They keep it pure. Yeah. They've got all I mean, the wrestlers doing their best. Yeah, and not only that, though, but I mean, it's just literally like, you can feel the fans the whole entire time. And it's literally just because they're doing... 
freaking battle drums on the side of the freaking apron the whole entire time. And it is so beautiful. Every single time I watch anything DMC, I'm just like, oh my god, then that's re- what I want. You'd really, I want. you'd really like WXW then. Out of Germany. Okay. WXW um, out of Germany. They've got their side things like Ring Comp, but they, they, they're they the ones that do the, uh, was it? Ring Sol- Comp. I've talked to them a little bit. Yeah. I have talked to Ring Comp a little bit, but I haven't, WXW, I haven't talked to them. Oh, no. Just check out WXW. You, you have to be on Venmo to get their, their main uh, pay-per-view uh, once Venmo? a year. Yeah, Venmo. It's, uh, it's uh, Solid Carrot Gold. God, I'm spacing right now. Uh, it was like two years ago. They uh, last year, well, this year actually, it was the Pentagon came out on top. Uh, last year, two years beforehand, Cody was there with the villain. I'm gonna grab one of those. Thank you. Like I said, I eat like a bird. No, but they, they've got they've got the crowd like fully immersed, like yeah. right up there. They're, they're they have to be careful. You want careful. that? You want that? Like I mean, and I love outside of the ring spots and everything of that sort. But for me, I'm. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, I'm a purist. You're a wrestler's wrestler. Yes, I'm a wrestler's wrestler. I am 100% a purist to where, like, I want, I want to see everything in between the ropes. Right. Like, I want a finish in between the ropes. I don't want to see anything too freaking, like, I mean, I don't want to see any gymnastics or anything of that sort. I mean, like, I love it. It happens. I love people that do it. I love Will Ospreay. I love Ricochet. Oh, yeah. Everything of that sort. They're, they do great things. They make art in the ring together. But. But. You want grappling. When, you want real wrestling. Yes. But when I, like, I mean, a perfect example of this, and I say this to everybody, and I use it all the time, but when my fiance, who's not really a fan of wrestling, I mean, she's a fan of wrestling because I'm a wrestler. She supports yeah. you. <laughs> she yeah. supports me in every single way, shape, and form, 100%, and I love that about her. But, um... When she, like, the first time she ever watched Ricochet, all she said was, all he's doing is flipping around. <laughs> I was like, mother of God. <laughs> Holy. Yeah, I mean, it hurt my it's soul true, a little bit. But it hurts. It's true, but it hurts. Because, I mean, he's, he's flipping around. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, that's what WWE wants him to do. But there's so much that this man can do if you let him. They didn't WCW <laughs> him. They didn't give him his chance. They just said, do some fucking flips, match over. Yeah, be a gymnast. I think the only reason they got him was so no one else could get him. And it was the North American title. It was the first North American, like that match versus Adam Cole that she watched. And she was like, all, all he's doing is flipping. I was like, oh my God. I was, so awesome ex- flips. I was so excited for him to like be able to show him to her. In, like, some fashion, because all she really did was watch NXT with me. She didn't really watch WWE. She watched NXT. That's and, safe. Um, That's yeah, safe. it's safe. That's all I wanted to show. Right. Really. right. <laughs> but, but you were basically introducing your child to Star Wars, just looking at their face, like, come on, I'm, come on, I'm looking come on. for it. Yeah, come on, exactly. I'm looking for it. You see the lightsaber going with I was like, ah, come on. Just wanted to throw, <laughs> throw shit down and leave at that point. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite indie wrestlers right now? Favorite indie wrestlers right now. Um, I'm always a fan of Matt Cross. He is one of my favorites of all time. Truly, Son of Havoc. Yes, Matt yes. Cross is fucking amazing. Yes, I. That dude is great. Um, He's gotta be AEW. I don't Lucha think Bros. he needs it yet. I mean, Lucha Bros. Really, hell yeah. They're not really indies anymore, truly. But at the same point in time, they are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. as of Saturday. Not anymore. Oh shit! Saturday. Yeah, that was a Saturday. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you guys gonna? Where are you guys gonna watch it? You guys got a show going on that yeah, night? Yeah, I'm, I'm wrestling that night. I got Man. a title defense that night. Actually, yeah. you know how much that butt hurts me. 
I want so bad to go to your show. You guys need to come to my show. You guys, you guys act like this is not going to be able to, like, you guys can't watch it afterwards. Good point. Good point. My so show, you can't why watch should afterwards. we see your show in San AEW? It's my first title defense for Iron Hills there in, I mean, Who at P31. Young Sun Soko, if you guys have ever heard of him. And, um, uh, from You're going to win. You're going to beat his ass, but all right. Oh, yeah, hopefully I beat him last week at Coyote Mania. Yeah? Hell, yeah. Already almost broke his ankle once. Hell, yeah. Where are your favorite places to wrestle here in Colorado? Um, Coyote Ugly was super freaking fun. Not going to lie, that was a blast to wrestle in. I mean, but... What male wrestler wouldn't say that? But, um, <laughs> but like, I love wrestling for Primo's at the watering bowl. It's great there. It's a great atmosphere. Um, it's a cultured atmosphere. It, That's what I like to They've hear. been there for a while. And um, the watering bowl is their home, truly, too. So they don't have to hop around a lot. I love wrestling for Iron Hills, though. I mean, that is... How did there's you, a home for me, it's there. How did you originally get brought into Iron Hills? Um... More or less, like, just, I was told I was wanted, um, and Randy and I are really close, like, Randy and I are pretty good friends, I mean, oh, yeah. I wrestled at his son's graduation show Yeah, he invited week. me to that, but I couldn't go because I actually had to work. Yeah. I watched that from work, <laughs> I watched the stream, it was adorably <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was, awesome. it was fun, I'm not going to lie, it was fun. Fuck yeah, wrestling is it fun. It was fun. I wouldn't call but, it adorable, um, I think it was a fucking just I say act. adorable because I have a child and I'm a little bitch, I'm sorry. And you've also, you're like four shots deep right now. Yeah. <laughs> like seven. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. I think you'll survive. Yeah. But, anyway. um, <laughs> welcome to Mother Muff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's but, amazing. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Randy was my main, I guess, in. But also, there was a point in time where, you know, like I was told by a lot of people, like, yeah, Chewy loves what you're doing and wants you and everything like that. And I was like, I mean, fuck, Chewy knows who I am. <laughs> like, like, this dude knows who my name is, like, what my name is. Like, I was does. so flabbergasted by it and just kind of like, I mean, I don't want to say fanboy or anything like that, but just kind of like, you know, like, I haven't been doing this that long. Like, how the fuck does he know who I am? Like, did I fuck up or, right. you know, am I doing something good? And I mean, mark obviously I am. Yeah, I mean, not really mark for myself, just more or less put myself in check to like. But he noticed like, you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, as long as I get, and like I said earlier, like, as long as I get noticed by the people that matter, or I mean, not matter, but like, the people that, I mean, run shit, kind of, people, like, yeah, people in general, like, I mean, that's all that freaking matters, as long as I don't have to put myself over, I'm doing something right. We'll put Chewie oh. over. Oh, yeah, Chewie Martinez, I mean, he is, I mean, the freaking man, like, he's world-renowned, he runs Iron Hills, I mean... Right now, he's a JCW Tag Team Champion. Um, he's also the champion of WrestleCess, which is also known as Ray and Jerry's main event out here. Which, yeah, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, they're having... Uh, 420. Their, well, they didn't have their show on 420. Their first show was right after it. I think it was the 26th, but um, like their next one is... I think it's it's in June. I think it's June 21st, and it's in Denver, and it will be freaking fantastic. I'm wrestling at it. Uh, Chewy will be there. I am the provider. Will be there. Um, Who are you wrestling? That I'm not quite sure of yet. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter at all. But you're still fucking sure. win. Still title defense before that even happens. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like before anything, I got to worry about Iron Ellis, which is literally Saturday. So 
Yeah. Let's uh, let's switch gears. Uh, tell me how you train. Uh, I train. Um, I train over at Empower, Empower Professional Wrestling School, which is ran out of Empower Training Facility here in the Springs. Yeah. It is um, great. I'm actually a trainer there now. Uh, Thursdays are my days, which is actually tonight. Right. Um, it's really good because I mean I trained under. Uh, Jimbo Lucas originally and Big Guns Justin Andrews and now I'm starting to go into the tutelage of Chewy Martinez more or less since I've lost kind of my main I guess guiding person or light in this business when Big Guns left for his deployment because that was a man I I I truly looked up to in every single way shape and form like that was a man that has given me a lot of advice and on how to just, I mean, not even just in-ring, just how to carry myself in this business, how to, you know, be, you know, a good human being while still being a good professional wrestler. What's, what's some of the best advice you've gotten from um, still in the league? By all means, man, they're all yours. I mean, more or less just on how to value myself and start, you know, taking care of more or less like me and not what people want from me. Okay. And, um, I mean... Explain that. It comes into the whole what we were talking about earlier. If I have, like, you know, a fee or anything of that sort, like, I need to value myself in a sense that, you know, like, I will do this for this. Okay. You make money, so you ask for money. Yeah, like, I need to make money for what I'm doing, so... And I mean, just little things like that have really showed me, and also just like how to carry myself and like, I guess, get myself to the point where like other people are putting me over. Because like, I don't know, I, I always found him like, That's what an, incre- <laughs> an incredibly <laughs> humble person. And um, like, yeah, I can't stop talking about himself, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No, no. I'm not freaking prick. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, it's more or less just like, I don't know, everything, I mean, he kind of made me in a way, or at least like, he made the blueprint for me. When that blueprint first showed up in your eyes and you realized how to get from A to B, where it, once you got to point B, when you started feeling yourself develop to, to the person that you want to be as a wrestler or just even as a person, just you said, he helped you develop as a person. What did you see when you're looking at point C? Um, point C, I mean, is, I mean, I don't know. I'm not quite sure about point C yet because I'm still in point B. Like, I'm such a carpe diem person. But, like, I guess the thing that I really lucked out in is that point A and point B are really that different for me. I'm not a person that has some over-the-top persona that I need to get over or anything like that. I am a person that actually, I mean, like, my gimmick is me. I you. mean, it really is. Yeah. Like, I am, I'm a realist, 100%. You're like, a 10, you're not makeup, you no, just fucking I mean, wrestle. Yeah, right? like, I am out there to show that I can do this, that everything about me is real to a point. I'm here for realism. I am the realist in this state right now, like, I feel like. like Where do you want to go next in the state? Next place I want to go is in the state. <laughs> like, um, trying to make my way out to Vegas. Want to do some wrestling for FSW at some point in time. Future Stars Wrestling would be great. There's a couple people out there I would love to wrestle that I've wrestled before.
Warren, Utah. Shaggy McLovin, if you listen to this, I would love to fucking call you out right now. Um, Do it. Call him out. Shaggy McLovin, if you're, wrestling, if you're listening right now, I would love to fucking wrestle you at FSW sometime in Las Vegas, Nevada. Come on, bro. Any, uh, <laughs> any other dream matches? Um, dream match-wise, like... I don't know. I just I got I keep it grounded, man. Like um, I like I said, I'm a carpe diem person, so I live in the moment and I try to keep it in the moment. And um, like future wise, like I told you that like I want to eventually make it to PWG and Pro Wrestling Gorilla or anything like that. But those are like I don't like making small term goals because I feel like small term goals make you complacent. It can suck. Well, it's not that it can shit. suck. I mean, it's more or less that like, because you I mean you always meet your small term goals. Yeah. I mean, it's more or less that you, like you get you basically hit that plateau in your small term goals and you don't go from anywhere else. You want to live there forever. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm the champion of Iron Hills Wrestling right now and everything like that. But I mean, like, I want to eventually make it to Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Eventually wrestle overseas. I mean, eventually make it into Japan and be able to. I mean. Run, the, Gate, run to the actual, like run the actual indies, right. not just you know the American indies. I want to, I want to travel the world with this. Make this fucking money. Yeah, like yeah, doing your shit. Not, not even make this fucking money. Not it's about not the about money. that. Like I mean, it's more or less like, let's literally take like this is my way to see the world. This is my way to see the world. It's not the military. It's not fucking school. Yeah. Like, this is my way to see the world and every single culture that comes into it. And every single culture of professional wrestling is different. Just like every single culture of everything else. Right. So, like, why would you not want to see that as a professional wrestler? That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. I've never heard anyone talk about it that way. Not just because... They want to make money, or they want to wrestle no, this one I mean, person like, to yeah, see the, money see the and, world. That's money awesome. and everything like that. Yeah, that's a freaking bonus. That is icing on top of the freaking right. cake. But if you're telling me that, hey, I want you to wrestle in Japan one night, and then I want you to wrestle in Eastern Europe one night, and then I want you to go to Germany, and then I want you to come back to the states, and then I want you to go to South America, I will literally freaking hug you because you're telling me that I get to experience all that culture and all that religion and everything like that while still doing what I love like by all freaking means like that is what sort of cultures are your favorite that you want to explore right off the bat um I mean like in college uh, in college I was a religion major actually what and yeah religion major and what I specialized in was Middle Eastern religion and um I know there's a lot of flack that the WWE is getting from the Saudi Arabia shows and everything like that and I get it like, it is a very, very, very um, hostile yeah. and somewhat bad environment to involve yourself in. Not but, to mention the reason that we're, we're pretty iffy about the reason why they're there in the first place. 100%. Yeah. But, um, but like, that religion for me is so interesting because they were so peaceful for so long. And then all of a sudden, shit the fan. <laughs> yeah. Essentially. Like, I mean, and that's the truth. And uh, I'm not going to delve into that on this. Yeah, but that's like, a heavy. That's heavy, that is, but... That is, a heavy, that is a heavy, heavy discussion Important. that is hours long. But, um, Correct. But, like, yeah. So, I mean, that is the religion that has always been the most interesting to me. But also, at the same point in time, I'm an atheist. So, I have, like, an outside of the box perspective looking, looking in. Like, I mean, it's not about one certain religion for me or anything like that. It's literally like, okay, everything's guidelines. Pick out what works for you. <laughs> yeah, you just so, pick out what makes you not a piece of shit. Exactly. Picks out what 
makes you not a piece of shit and what makes you feel like a better person at the same time. The, better, the good morals for you is what fits. So, and everybody's their own person. I agree. Uh, I, I tell my, my friends all the time, they're like, man, you're a different person since January, man. Because I, in January, I decided to be who I wanted to be. Like, just sick of just not being who I wanted to be. Exactly. And that's all it takes. And I cannot tell you how, takes. how people have responded to me. They're like, you're the nicest guy. Or they'll say something, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll say something sweet to me. Yeah. And like, or like, it, uh, it's, it's not really a backhanded compliment. I don't want to get too much into myself, but when they're like, I never thought you'd be a nice guy just from the look of you. And I'm like, well, I appreciate that. It's, uh, I, 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 I appreciate you judging me. Everyone judges everybody. You're trying to say you like yeah. me. I, I, I'll take that. Welcome Thank you. to America, man. Yeah. I mean, all I got to say is I'm a brown person that grew up in the rural Midwest. Yeah. Brown there's been person. many times where I've been in line at Walmart with my beard. And, like, there's been a little girl or a little boy in front of me that's been, like, not even five or five to seven years old that have tugged on their mom's shirt and said, mommy, mommy, is that a terrorist? Oh, oh, dude. God. So like, I mean, how like, do you respond to that? You don't ignore, right? You yeah. don't. I mean, like, what can you out what can you honestly say to that? Like, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even going to defend myself to yeah. that because I mean, there's no reason to, I mean, yeah. it's more or less like you scoff and laugh and walk it off because I mean, <laughs> that's what I've done my whole entire life. Like I've been called every single racial slur you could ever fucking call somebody because I mean I fall into that weird brown category where you don't know where I actually am I'm Puerto Rican for those hey, people that don't know Puerto Rican and German I mean my name is Von Wasson it's fully German so like you know you're, put you're, the pieces together you're talking Whoa. about that scene from Harold and Kumar too when that white lady sees him on the plane and he looks at her and he she immediately sees the turban and yeah. <laughs> for real <laughs> yeah. like that is exactly yeah. it and um I mean growing up where I did I was Indiana? Very, yeah. 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 Rural Indiana. Originally. Town of less than fucking twenty thousand people. How much of your family works in the uh, manufacturing? Um fifty percent because my mom doesn't work <laughs> like my mom is a stay was a stay at home mom. She works in a greenhouse now, but still like uh, my whole family's in that. Oh yeah, I mean, I worked in the manufacturing business out in the Midwest. I mean, that's all the Midwest is. Yeah, farming and manufacturing. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in the Air Force with my dad, and he took us everywhere. And when I first got my first taste, that has to be so fucking like I, I got know. lucky. It was it, like I, I know that like you didn't never had that like I guess stability I guess or like you know you don't have those um, like I mean perfect example is Lifetime like my friends. yeah. My friend, like the people in my wedding that are going to be here in September, they are like, or at least one, two, three, over half of the wedding party are people I've known since I was like five years old. Yeah, I don't, Crazy. I, I, I definitely don't have that, but it, it, at the same point in time, you still the freaking world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Like uh, you experience, world, like, man. and I mean, like, like everyone talks about sightseeing or seeing the wonders or anything like that. And it's just experiencing the people around you, man. Like, that makes you such a better, like, well-rounded person in every single way, shape, and form because you know how other people think. Oh, yeah. If you know how other people think, you can analyze everything better. We're just going to pause this for just a second, gentlemen. All right, we're back, guys. We just had to take a quick break right there. But uh, during, uh, well, I couldn't find my phone because I panicked. We brought up uh, Stone Cold doing his podcast, and uh, Vaughn was like, yeah, Dean Ambrose really fucked up, and he just read my goddamn mind because I watched that live. And I'm like, what the hell are so you doing? Do, do you not want to be here? Like, the <laughs> thing about Dean Ambrose is, like, that's kind of him at the same time. But, like, he just turned it up to 11. And I don't know if he knew what he was supposed to do. 
But the thing about it is, though, you can just see the absolute disappointment and just like Stone Cold was offended. I mean, it wasn't. I don't say he was offended. I mean, I want to say disappointment because Dean Ambrose, like, I mean, that was a big point in time in his career, at least with the WWE, everything like that, and also. Um, I mean, it was just more or less like he was just, like, taken aback. I mean, he didn't know what to do there for a second. It was just, like, more like, come on, man. Like, Do you even want to be here? I was feeding you, yeah. <laughs> like, the whole entire time. And that's also, I mean, or at least worth of the rumor mill, or at least back then, was that's why he lost his push. Really? Because I remember uh, I saw an interview with Paul Heyman. He was doing a shoot thing. He was on stage, and he's like, you want to talk about messing up? Let's talk about Dean, Dean Ambrose on Stone Cold's podcast. Everyone's like, oh, and I was like, okay, he's speaking my language here Paul because freaking Heyman, yeah, that man, that man is a god. Yeah, in was, business. You know how he got how into the I? business? How? Like he Jesus he was fourteen years old, just showing up at the shows with a camera, and they they couldn't get rid of his ass. He just kept showing up and begging to talk to them and wanting to do interviews and write about them and take photos about them, and eventually they just. They, he just screwed, okay. Yeah, they, and then he, he became Polly Dangerously. Yeah. But the whole get, like, that, I'll never forget the first time I saw that man smash a brick over someone's freaking head, and I was like, oh my god, that is gold. Like, that is the coolest thing in the freaking world. Like, you're going to take a brick freaking 1980 cell phone and just smash it over someone's freaking head. Like, that is... He's the king of promos, man. He's, yeah, he's like, definitely helped everything, everybody. Like, it's I mean, for real time. Like, the promo, like... Okay, ECW was a great thing, and it was a bad thing, because, I mean, I will always be someone for the empowerment of women, everything of that sort, and I hate the Attitude Era for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Raw and Penny matches and everything of that sort. Trash. Fuck that. Show me fucking Lita and Stratus all day long. All day like long. That, 60 minute like that, like, Beth freaking Phoenix and everybody like that. Come on. Like, yeah. how can you not highlight athletes like that? But how do you feel about Jordan Jordan Grace or Tessa Blanchard? I mean, they're gonna be good. like that's gonna the be future. Huge. That's they're the gonna future. Be huge. Like I mean, Tessa Blanchard, like that is someone that I feel like is the like, Tessa for sure. Jordan, I, I see her more of like uh, being one of the first big strong arms, other than than China. The future for me, though, and I hate saying it because she went to fucking NXT way too early with Dakota Scott. That weirded me out. That, that, that weirded me out, and I, I was really upset that Joey Ryan's partner, Candice LeRae, left. And <laughs> what, that blonde girl? I don't, no, I was, just, I was just pissed because, like, the, the, the cutest tag team in the world was one of my favorites. And I, I understand she's there with Johnny, but I, it, I, I miss it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I understand that, but I mean... Johnny's one of those people that like literally doesn't need another person. Put him with a dead body. He has yeah, the best sex. Like, you can put him with whoever the hell he wants. And I mean, it's not even that though. Like that man, literally. I mean, I don't know. He he did what Rick Rude was trying to do. And what's that? I mean, he is the total sleaze. <laughs> the complete perfect sleaze in every single way, shape, and form. Wish I had my shirt on. Mr. Steal Your Girl, fuck your dad, <laughs> Yep. and literally take all your money in the meantime because you're still going to buy his merch. Right. Yep. <laughs> like, that right. is literally Joey Ryan, and it's freaking great. The heel we love. I remember the first time I saw him uh, when he debuted in Lucha Underground. I was like, whoever this guy is, he's my new guy. 
the, oh, yeah. the, the, the weird cop? cop? Yeah. The weird fucking cop? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. We started doing the cop and Lucha Underground and everything like that. I was like, he's going to hit on something. Yeah. I need but this bribe. This man, like, he can work. That dude can work so freaking well. He is such a technician. But, like, I mean, like, when you hit a niche like that, you don't... You don't have to do more. No. You can do way less. And <laughs> by all means, when you do less, you protect yourself. Where, where do you want to see him go? I mean, I want to see him stay where... I want to... AEW will treat him right. Right. I will say AEW that. AEW treat all of us right. AEW, AEW will treat him right. <laughs> but, um... I, want, I really want to say... Him, I want to see him stay on the independence. I want to see him have that 100... Percent total freedom, no filter. no filter that he has, no one because that's where doing. he thrives. I mean, and you got to find your niche. And I mean, he's in a niche right now that, like, you know, you're making fantastic freaking money. I know that motherfucker's making at least six figures. <laughs> yeah, and um, he has to. And like, there's no reason to leave that. Like, you're seeing the world. Like, you can start a family if you want to. You can own as many homes as you want. And also, you can, if you stay where you're at, he can last as long as Ric Flair. Yeah. Or something like that. I, I really so. feel like that. I, I feel like he's that big. He's, he's that big. Like, I mean, he could last that long in the independence. He could be the first wrestler to freaking do that. Because he has such that a gimmick that can't get over to children. No. In any way, shape, or form. Not in the least And, thing. I mean, at some point in time, AEW is going to have to look at their numbers and be like, okay, we're going to have to go a little bit more PG. Everybody does that. They have to. It's TV. I mean, it's as long as freaking they say, TV. As long as they say TV 14 and don't do it WWE. Yeah, but I mean, at that, at that point in time, you have to stay after a certain point in night. Everything of that sort. You can't get certain extensions. Certain sponsors won't fucking, you know support you everything right. of that sort and that's what happened with the WWE they turned into a you know publicly traded company and also they have all these sponsors that are like okay you know we can't have this right yep. so they turn to PG that protects everything we're gonna turn Safe. to PG you're never gonna see anything on TV that you don't wanna see we're still gonna make that money that you want to well let's talk more about you man uh, who else who do you wanna defend this pretty bad boy Against? against? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, I would love to defend it against Achilles at some point in time. Yeah. Um, I feel like that would be great. Uh, talking about in the state in general, or just a, just in general? I mean, like, it, I mean, first off, the, what do you want, the, the idea that if you and Achilles had a an extended feud for this, that would be awesome. That, that would be great. Amazing. That would be great. Um, but really, like, another person that. Um, I've really been looking at. I really want to Austin Logan at some point in time again. Um, really, that would be fantastic because we keep we, we met each other a little bit, and uh, it was the qualifier for the um, Alpha Nine tournament. Okay, and uh, he ended up going over on me for that. But him, I mean, there's so many people. Like, like anybody, truly. I mean, it's an open challenge. Like, that's what I want to keep with this. Like, Manny Lemon's open challenge that he had, like, let's turn it into the technician's open challenge. Like, for real. Like, anybody that wants to step up and face me for this, I will literally face. Like, it does not matter. It could be the biggest person in the world. Like, I don't care. Let's do it. Anytime, anywhere. I mean, it is 
It's mine. It's a real champion. <laughs> you got to make it real. It's a real champion. Anything else you want to get over, man? I mean, not really. I mean, just go ahead and anybody that's listening, go ahead and follow or go and look at anything Iron Hills Championship Wrestling-wise, Colorado Springs Wrestling-wise, Devotion Championship Wrestling-wise. Um, I mean, Ray and Jerry's main event, they're about to be popping off here in Denver. They're uh, more of a comedy base, um, cannabis-related because we are here in Colorado. Right. Uh, wrestling promotion, but at the same point in time, they bring in some big names and some good people. Um, and yeah, I mean, just love the freaking sport. Don't like try to stay set in one place. Go follow anything from Japan. Go follow anything from WWE. Go follow anything from AEW. Go follow anything from Evolve. There's like, wrestling. There is so much wrestling everywhere right now that if you're stuck in some place and then you try to shun another, you're not doing anything for us. <laughs> I mean, everybody should support should support everybody if we all want to make it. Cool. How can oh, yeah. how can people find you? I mean, I'm on Facebook right now at Damian Malice. Um, about to get an Instagram started out at or at um, 719 Malicious Intentions. I'll let you guys know when that actually starts up. Uh, but yeah, those are the only two platforms I'm on right now. I'm not a big fan of Twitter. <laughs> And the fucking champion. Just Google the champion. <laughs> no, we got the, we got the champion, guys. Like uh, Colorado Springs strong style champ sitting with us right now. We're Woo. actually absolutely honored to have you on the show, man. Thank uh, you. It's been a blast. No, it's Thanks, been a, man. it's been, I love it's been it. our pleasure, man. It's been our absolutely pleasure. Absolutely love it. Thanks for. Uh, I know uh, we just we're just starting, but the fact that we've got some big names already so far under our belt has really just motivated us to just keep kicking more ass. Oh yeah, man. I mean, that's just gotta keep grinding. Like. I mean, yep. Everything, like, if you want this, like, it's all a dream. Like, you got to follow it. Like, I wouldn't have this if I didn't be like, you know what? Okay, it's uh, literally if I'm going to eat this week or pay for training or, you know, you got to make those sacrifices. And literally, it's been worth it every single way step, like, every single step of the way so far. Like, I would not do anything different. Well, thanks for your time, brother. We're gonna we're gonna tune out for this week. We probably got someone kick ass this next week coming up because all you guys keep putting each other over. So, tune in for that one. But yeah, thanks for your time, brother. No problem. Thank you. Thank sir. you. Thank you.